I'm KJ Bryant, and it's not just me. The following program is for adult audiences only. Those motherfuckers! All right. I make this shit look easy. Better than you can be you. Every time they you on, I'm a big fuck back up, nigga. Once again, we're back with It's Not Just Me podcast. I'm your host, KJ Bryant. I got my homeboy Chillbone in the building. Yo, yo, yo. You already know we are high society. I got a great show lined up for you today. Um, this week we're gonna dig into a discussion about hip hop and RB archetypes and how artists like Summer Walker, SZA, Lizzo, and more creating a new wave in the industry. I like it. Rhythm and Flow Season 1 is over, and although there was only one winner, three of the runner-ups might be around for a while. And we'll talk about what this show means for hip-hop. We're also going to break down everything Kanye West seeing that he dropped this album right in the middle of me preparing for this show. And I'm also going to talk about Sunday service and what I think the argument is going to be as soon as everyone gets a chance to digest this album. Um, and where he ranks as a creator after his Beats 1 interview with Zane Lowe. Um, we're also going to give you our analysis of NBA's opening week, some NFL moves, we got new music from Doja Cat, Tiger, Roddy Rich, Dave East, Method Man showed up, and we're going to try to break down a concrete definition of what it means to be in the culture, and what's the cool way to ask for a threesome and more. But first, I got my first burn notice for the day. Um, let's see, who do we got, who do we got, who do we got? Um, actually, that Method Man sighting that we talked about, um, I was looking through Spotify earlier and I seen this record from somebody named Joe Young with Method Man, Dave East, Max B, and it's called Eviction Remaster. So we're going to hit that and then we're going to jump right into this Kanye shit on It's Not Just Me podcast. So wavy. So elegant. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just wanna be free. Yeah. Moving like they just evicted me. Pulled up in that foreign, got them niggas sick of me. Feds in the projects, I heard that they was taking pics of me. Nas co-signed in no Versace rocking history. My nigga, this shit here, it should go down in history. We had them bundles, ask your uncle, he was trying to sniff for free. Niggas tried to rob me, turned into a fucking mystery. Trapping till I got like 50,000 on the wrist of me. Mixing crisp with weed, I'm flipping different from these. Scriptures tatted on us, no Bibles we had to read. You moving not half my speed, you got a little buzz, but I got a little Cuz that'll kill you if you laugh at me. Ain't nothing funny. We bout this money. Come check the bank statement. Come see it. Every month we on vacation. We cake chase. We out. No patience, nigga. I hate waiting. AK's quick and I heard you rat and seen the statement. Rat Davies. I just wanna be free. Yeah. 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 Moving like they just evicted me. Moving like they just evicted Moving like they just evicted, moving like they just evicted, moving like they just evicted me. 
Moving like they just evicted me. Crossing state lines and got this canine sniffing me. I think they heard it through the grapevine. Snitching me. Straight shotters. Wu Tang is for the trick in me. Sentence me, either the pen or penitentiary. Appealing to the court, cause you done caught a quarter century. Potentially, it's manslaughter if you mention me. I tell you how it is, and I tell you how it's meant to be. Twisting up a tree, y'all buzzing because of me. Misery loves company, y'all ain't bugging, it's bugging me. Fitting to be no sympathy, they playing in the post. I'm just saying, ain't no playing with the goat, you must be kidding me. And I ain't giggling, I'm about my chicken, I mean, I'm Lewis Rich. Hammer time when I start spitting, I'm too legit. If I'm in the kitchen, woo in the mix with. Cream, ties clean. I'm so cool in the wood. All right, so Kanye finally dropped the Jesus is King album. And when I first started setting up this show for the week, the topic was that Kanye gave another release date they didn't stick to. And then last night, Twitter went fucking ape shit, you know what I'm saying, right at midnight when the fucking album didn't come out. But yeah. the album came out, and it it was surprising what it was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I listened to, I listened to most of it. I haven't listened to every song all the way through, but I listened to it enough to know what I know about it. And that this might actually be close to a perfect album for, for what it was supposed to be. And, and, and music first. I love it. Um, musically is not much I can say about it. And, uh, Kanye is definitely a musical genius. Um, musically, it's, it's, it's a great album, and it's definitely worth the wait, I think. Now, here's the, here's the issue, and it's not the issue that I have with it, but I have to look at both sides of the coin, and I know that after everybody gets a chance to sit with the album and come up with their opinion with it, that one side is going to be outraged for whatever reason they're going to be outraged for and one side is going to be in love with this shit and I think it's going to come down to the fact that he's calling it a gospel album and I'm listening to the records right and it's like I hear the gospel influences I hear the religious um, references you know what I'm saying I hear I hear what he's trying to do, right. and I hear what he did do. Like I said, this is this could be considered a perfect album, but I'm not. Sh- I think people have a good argument. The ones that are gonna say that this is not a gospel album, but like, listen to it. Like now, he's the only person who could ever get the clips together on a record. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, because Malice doesn't do rap anymore after and, he turned to God, and that's the musical genius yeah, in him yeah. to figure that out. Right. To figure how do I get this pair to make this an epic situation, and and he did it. But it's like if you make a rap song that doesn't have curses in it, and you make some religious references, does I, I if that's the qualifier for it to be a gospel song, then I'm all right with that. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be. I just um I'm just curious as like what does qualify the a record to be considered. You know what I'm saying? A gospel song versus a rap song versus a country song versus you know what I'm saying? Like um hey listen, look, okay. look. Now, this joint is crazy. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like you got the gospel timbers in there. You, you hear it. You hear it in the music, right? Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings in the Father. We put our faith. King of the kingdom, our demons are trembling. Holy angels defending in the Father. We put our faith. You know what I mean? How could he not be the greatest In my bed under covers When undercovers had raided My presence is happy but late Fashionably late I'm just glad that but you But now, now, now It's like You listen to the records And Alright, so Records is great, right? There's right. no argument there And if you listen to anything else on the album You can listen to it all the way straight through You're gonna see that You're gonna like all the songs They have a very positive vibe to it right. You know that it was positive music, right? But Kanye went through a lot of shit in the past year and a half before this nah, album Kanye came out. You know what I'm saying? Shit yeah. For the, for well, he's been going through shit for, for forever, but I'm talking like, you know, there was yeah, the Trump he, shit and the whole MAGA hat, the, whole yeah. debacle and shit, yeah. and then the fucking TMZ shit and the slavery yeah. shit. And, and I mean, I personally understood what he was trying to say, but maybe because I'm actually crazy, so I understood what he was trying to say, but that's neither here or there. Right. What I'm saying is that not to not to compare his music to a bad Apollo um, you know, singing thing, but it's like you can't boo Jesus. You ever seen a girl go up there on Apollo yeah. and like butcher his eyes on a sparrow or something like that? Right. Sandman doesn't come out for that. Nah, you can't. You so can't, you can't send somebody home for. So I'm eyes not. On a sparrow. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to like put no bad bones on Kanye, but I will say that this is the easiest way for all the people who rejected you to reaccept you again, for you to. Make cool, positive music with gospel, with 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 biblical references, biblical, yeah. and calling it gospel music. You know what I'm saying? I right. think that there's gonna be a deep argument that's gonna happen later. You know what I'm saying? Where people are really gonna dig into whether or not it's gospel music or not. And for him, it's it's all good because it's gonna give him so much extra streams. Like his album's gonna do crazy. Yeah, revenue wise, he's he's gonna do very well off this album. So this nah. nigga was on um punk ass Zane Lowe's fucking Beats One shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh they was talking about a whole bunch of bullshit, the Zane Lowe type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like real safe, cushy, whatever shit, but uh, Kanye said that he was the greatest human artist ever. The greatest human artist ever. Um, I'm I'm unquestionably, undoubtedly the greatest human artist of all time. It's just not even a question. In the in the art form of music. Well, he just said only. great. He just said greatest human artist of all time. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't box it into one thing. So that, that and the goes fact with that the he Picasso's didn't. And, uh, 
Or, or are we... I mean, I would have to sit down and really think about who I would consider the greatest human artist of all time. Maybe I'll make a top 50 list of that shit because I hate all yeah, these we, fucking we, we lists could, and shit. Yeah. And of course, like I've been saying for the past <laughs> couple of weeks, I'm trying to figure out a cool way for me to make a list so maybe I won't hate the fucking list because maybe I'm just a hater. Maybe I'm just hating on the list because I don't have a cool fucking little top hey, 50 list to share on my Instagram right, and shit. Right. But um, fuck it. But I mean... The the greatest human. If there was a top fifty ever. lifts, with Kanye West being like the top, what five ten? Um, I mean, if you think about his music, think about the clothes, think about like his stage sets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's I, done I some. Could, I could put Kanye in the top ten iconic, most iconic persons to ever step foot on this world. Um. His influence dates back almost more than a decade. You know what I'm saying? Um, and right now he's still elevating into a different, uh, into a, di- a different atmosphere. So to me, he he keeps refining himself, and, and I don't think nobody's ever done it like this. We've never seen how Pop turned out, and, and we've never seen how Big turned out in the end. You feel me? Right. And right. we get to see. The whole evolution of Kanye from from beginning to end, from the car accident. Right, right. You feel me? All the drama he's been I think, in. I and, think what it is is that, like, the reason why I say that it might be considered a perfect album, even if people, even if people don't say it now, when you go back and look at the first album, you look at all of them in order from Kanye, even if you put them against somebody else's albums, like album for album, there's people who can beat him out who had better albums if you want to consider yeah. it talking like from like a rapper perspective, right? Yeah. But it's because each of those Kanye albums is like a whole different shit. Yeah, Even yeah. if we wasn't uh, fucking yeah. with that shit, you know what I'm saying? It was some whole different other shit where he was able to put Kanye, together Kanye like, albums is definitely monumental no matter the the if it sold, if it didn't yeah. sell, if it all of his albums is part of the culture to me. You and that's me? why I don't think this is gospel music. It's just like I think Kanye figured out a way that he what other what other type of shit could he fucking do that he didn't already do already? Because yeah, every yeah. album was some whole different shit each time. Yeah, to me, um if you if you think about that, it. That that was gonna allow people who wasn't fucking with him to come back and start fucking with him again. Honestly, this is this is my honest opinion. Kanye wanted to do this all along, all along. You right. get what I'm saying? He gave us Jesus walks early in his career, and we all know he started in the church. All right. Well, you we we saying? ten minutes in, and I don't even want to keep. I I, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Kanye anymore right now, just because you know we got a whole lot of other shit to get to. But yeah. but there is one thing he did try to trademark um, Sunday service, and he was denied. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, the reason why is was interesting that documents obtained by insider Jeff Jonas, um, no, Jeff Jonas is a guy who's known as DJ Escape, had Sunday service trademarked in 2014. Mm. And I don't know what he has it, you know, um, trademarked for, but I do know that Kanye is currently selling Sunday service merchandise and shit, so 
Um, oh. He might want to, you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to figure something out because so somebody, that ain't Somebody going to owe some money something. Um, Cardi, she got denied a trademark for that. Um, oh, I'm not even going to try to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. The old Kerr shit. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. it, it's a bunch of people trying to get little phrases trademarked. Lizzo, she's in trouble over some fucking trademark shit that... Um, Niggas trying to say they wrote her song and shit. Um, and I was thinking about, are there any phrases, what phrases, like, should should rappers have gotten trademarked back in the day? Like, like, like the joints that turned out to be shit for, that niggas said for First of all, let's pay time, homage you know to Lil Wayne for being the first one to do it for trademarking bling bling. Okay, yeah. So See, that, he, that, he, that started yeah. the trend early with yeah, that. You he, get what I'm saying? You made the right move with that. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't... To me... Certain sayings stuck for the the time period, but it's nothing. Like what about that, "bitch don't kill my vibe"? Like Kendrick should got that shit trademarked out. for the time period. But you feel me now? I don't think is as relevant. You get what I'm saying? Bling bling is always going to be that. You feel me? It might sound corny, it might, but everybody knows what that stands for. What about "bitch don't kill my vibe"? Is kind of like all right, like, all right. What about um, "cash rules everything around me"? Like. Is that still trademark? Like, what if that's, like, what if like, what if PayPal, what if PayPal would have trademarked that listen, shit? Like, somebody <laughs> should have trademarked that because people still live by that. You get what I'm saying? Like, people was taught that from birth. Like, as somebody should definitely trademarked that. Man. All right. So, last week I had talked to them about um, this lawsuit that Lizzo was in, where these people were trying to say that. Um, they should be getting paid as co-writers for the song Truth Hurts. Right. And it's because they wrote a song um, called Healthy that had the same melody and the same hook and the same words. Right. And then Lizzo, you know, they wrote the song together with Lizzo. Then she took the shit out of that song, put it into a new song called Truth Hurts, put it out, and then them niggas didn't get paid for it, right? right. So I played both of the songs back to back and... They do sound exactly the same. Right. So now Lizzo countersued the shit, basically saying that, you know, they didn't write any lyrics to the song Truth Hurts, which is technically true because she took the shit from the other song, Healthy, that they wrote, wrote right? Lyrics, so right. if she happens to win this lawsuit, then, like, what the fuck? Like, as a songwriter, that has me like shook it you know what i'm saying uh, where it's that, like that that just goes to show you have to be very specific in your copyrights and right, copyright like, everything the cadence the beat the melody like the nigga, words nigga, the, the, the exact i'm like what i'm saying is that her voice it's her it's her voice singing it right mm -hmm. on a beat that's damn near like the beat that truth hurts is right? right with the same fucking melody the same fucking words right but then it says something else after that oh, so basically she just filled the melody in with different it was words. the it was the it was the dna test found out i'm 100 percent that bitch it was that shit she tried to trademark uh -huh. the shit they rejected her then when they rejected her you know the fucking news people pulled up these fucking lawsuits and shit and then that's how this came on the front line right. but then they took the line from a, a girl who tweeted this shit on Twitter, and then Lizzo just added the girl who posted it on Twitter first, where she got it from, 
as a co-writer on the song. So I think she's fucking herself up with that right there because oh, yeah, it yeah, seemed yeah. like she's telling on herself a little bit at a time right. and she don't realize it. But you're um, trying to copyright somebody else stuff that you giving credit for. Right. Basically, you're trying to big money somebody. All right, so we're going to hit another burn notice and then jump back into the show. This one is going to be from my new favorite, as y'all know, um, Doja Cat. This shit is called Rules. This is just not just me podcast. We are high society. We're going to be right back. But don't play up my emotions. emotions If you spend some money Then maybe I just might fuck you okay. Wanna shake the ass I'ma do the shit in slow motion. motion You got a whole lot of cash And nigga you know I want it, want it. Play up my pussy But don't play up my emotions, emotions. Yeah. If you spend some money Then maybe I just might fuck you fuck yeah. Wanna shake the ass I'ma do the shit in slow motion, motion. Yeah. You got a whole lot of cash And nigga you know I want it, want it. Break some bread up Nigga that butter my biscuit you ain't talk money, then really that's none of my business I don't even need these lenses 20 on 20, my vision Bad yellow bitch with an eye on the price But nigga, I ain't no million Millions, thousands, billions Bob's on me like Dylan Blounds on me like Hilton Wendy's on me like Williams Shouting, digging Look at me like I'm alien Bitch, I'm fucking reptilian Bitch, bitch, oh All y'all bitches was wrong Talking about I fell off You ain't even get out Bitch, bitch, yeah Play up my pussy, but don't play up my emotions. emotions. If you spend some money, then maybe I just might fuck you. Fuck you. Wanna shake the ass, I'ma do the shit in slow motion. motion. You got a whole lot of cash, and nigga, you know I want it. Want it. Play up my pussy, but don't play up my emotions. emotions. If you spend some money, then maybe I just might fuck you. Fuck you. Wanna shake the ass, I'ma do the shit in slow motion. motion. You got a whole lot of cash, and nigga, you know I want it. Nigga, don't do it, you blew it You tryna cast spells on a bitch with potions Nigga, I need devotion Telling me this and that to throw that shit for the birds I'm ghosting If you don't dive in it, pussy like dolphins If you don't dive in it, pussy like oceans Swims up out in the color like oceans Nigga, don't hop in the pussy, be open Nigga, won't spot on the pussy like oceans Don't make you horny, baby That's my ego that you stroking Nigga, don't laugh cause the pussy ain't joking Nigga, don't splash when the pussy be sucking All right, so it's time for quick picks, dump it or pump it. Um, Showtime is jumping into the Takashi 6ix9ine bullshit, dropping a docuseries called Supervillain, where, of course, they're doing the same thing the Snapchat is doing, and... And I think um, some other shit, I, I, I forget who else is doing it, but there's like four or five uh, different Takashi 6ix9ine docuseries uh, coming out. And, you know what I mean? We already know what happened, so I don't know. That's not even news, that's but it is what it is. Yeah. Dump it, man. Yeah. Everybody tired of hearing about Takashi, man. Right. Issa Rae launches a record label called 
radio spelled R A E like Ray, like you see what she did with right. the D I O. Right, All right, right yeah, right. that's pretty clever. Called Radio with Atlantic Records. Um, okay. So basically, um, I guess that makes sense for me because with the show um, Insecure. Issa Rae has always kind of handpicked those artists who've um, had their music played on the right. show. And they usually were always artists that were more underground. They weren't really like the right, most top right. popular people. And I know that she had SZA, um, she had some SZA records playing early on like season one mm-hmm. before the world was really hype off of that. So um, that makes sense. And she has her first artist called T-Mar. Um, she has a new record called Kind of Love. Matter of fact, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to try to find that record at some point in time before the end of this um, episode mm-hmm. to play that. Um, I don't know why I didn't do that earlier. Um, but, yeah, so that's good right there. Like, I yeah, think I think she's going to do good man. with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, sometimes, you know, it, it's crazy when you see certain people try to jump into music, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, but someone like her she's already been doing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it yeah. seems like she's been a good A&R. She's been able to A&R the soundtrack for a hit TV record, show right. for all these years. She has right. a good track record with that. Um, now, Sean Kingston may have his royalties seized over unpaid jewelry bills. Now, listen to this fucking oh. shit right here, yo. <laughs> Hold up. Before the, you go into that, just dump it, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo. All right, oh, so this man, nigga this borrowed $44,000 oh, worth wow. of jewelry from a company called Hamal Jewelers, mm. and now he owes them $314,000 because he ain't paying back. So basically saying that, you know, just like we know, these niggas is running around with rented fucking jewelry on, right. not paying the fucking jewelry and shit, and for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is crazy. Yeah. Now they're going to try to seize his royalties. That uh I don't know. Yeah. And Dump that, that shit. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny, but fuck it. Yeah, it's definitely now, funny, though. Now, I'm not a journalist, and I don't want to be a journalist, right? You know what I mean? I'm just here to talk about the shit that the journalists already put out there. They're going to give it to you the way they want to give it to you, and I'm going to give it to you the way that I want to give it to you. Okay. Pause, right? But, <laughs> <laughs> but the fucking... um. So there was a story that came out that says Suge Knight signed over the rights of his life story to Ray J. Mm. And I saw that shit early in the week, and I was going to talk about that shit. And luckily, I didn't because I seen a news story that just came out, I think, mm. today that said Suge Knight did not sign over the life story of his rights to Ray J. He actually signed it over to Nick Cannon. Oh, wow. But he gave the rights of Death Row Records... To, to Ray J. Wow, that's that's uh pump it. Uh, that's that's interesting because now I think it's a competition on who tells the story better. You know right. So I mean, Suge Knight called um, Nick Cannon one of the realest niggas in the industry right now, right. and basically said that along with um, some people that he has in place or whatever, Nick Nick Cannon pretty much has control over the content, whether it's books, whether it's films, whether it's television shows right. and documentaries based on Suge Knight. That way the narrative gets told the way and, that Suge... And I think and, that's the best person to do that. And then he signed over the rights for Death Row Records to Ray J. And I think that's the wrong person. And and, and I <laughs> guess the that. idea is another report that I read was that they were trying to revive that label imprint they said it seemed like a stretch like it was you know the um 
Um, I guess I don't know if it's a financial thing or what they have going on, but apparently they're trying to bring Death Row Records back, and Ray J is going to be the guy. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that's good for the culture, man. It's let, crazy. Let, it's let like it, it's like half this story is a pump, and half this yeah, shit is, a, is a fucking yeah, dump. You know what I'm saying? It's like let that be what it was, man. We don't want to bring back no bad shit. As bad as Nick Cannon is as ra- at rapping, he would have been better off with both of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like right. I think he would be better off as an executive yeah, he, to try he's to. Definitely one of the business savvy yeah. minds in the industry that uh, he might I can't like. do it, but he can go get the motherfucker. He, who can he, do could, it. he could definitely produce the shit out of something. <laughs> all right, so um, all right, so I was thinking about um. Hip hop and R and B archetypes, you know what I'm saying? And it's and, okay. and, and what I was thinking it was like in relation to NBA 2K, like how you got the 2K archetypes where you got your pure slasher or your you know three point. Okay. You can pick, you know what I'm saying? You could pick your different way how you want your player to be right? right. And it seems like every couple years these these new different types of artists archetypes. It's like that artist mode is working for the moment, right? Right, right, so, right. So you get a bunch of people that start coming out working like that, and that's right. the vibe, right? And it sets the tone for the industry. And I think right now it's cool that there's this women archetype with, like, chicks like Summer Walker and, like, SZA and, you know, Janae Aiko and, like, people like that that have created like this um new kind of sex positive take control like like i'm the pimp i'm the player i'm running this shit you know saying like and and i like all of it man because i think we're in a time period to where women is learning to express themselves for themselves and and however way it come out they they're unapologetic for it and i love it um even down to the hot girl summer and that whole phenom this this summer, man, I, I loved all of it because women is a beautiful thing. Right, and it's like for a while, like R&B on the chick side was still kind of clean. And it's funny that like this is lit how they're doing it right now because I won't say her name or their names for that matter, but there's quite a few chicks who I've worked with in the past who are females who I knew how they was actually living in real life Right. Versus how they were singing about that they were living in right. the song. Okay. And I used to tell them, like, yo, like, you should be doing the opposite of what the fuck you're doing right but now. It wasn't I the was time, like, right? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It became the time, you know what right. I'm saying? And it's like the reason why I thought it could be is because it was way too clean at that point in time. Right. It was right. almost right. like, you know what I mean? Like, this is. We it, needed some, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're singing too pretty and you're living real. You know, slutty. You right. know what I'm saying? And like, this is this is this is what you should be singing about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, tell the you know truth. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So, um, so you know the show Rhythm and Flow. I'm gonna talk about like what I think about the end of that finale much later on in the show, but. Cardi B was a judge on there, and you mm-hmm. know a lot of people didn't think that she should be qualified to be a judge, saying that you know she she hasn't been in the game for long enough. Obviously, you know we know that she doesn't write all of her songs, you know what I mean, and and stuff like that, like whatever little nitpicky things that people want to point out about right, her, right. you know, it caused people to think that she shouldn't be qualified. Um, now she's had to come to defend herself for a comment that she made in an interview about the show where she was saying that she was happy 
that she is able to create opportunity for new women to come up in the industry. And they misquoted her and said that she said that she paved the way for all these new female rappers, right? Basically, that's how they said it. Mm -hmm. And she came to the defense because she didn't say that, but I'm on some shit where it's like, Fuck it, like, like for real, for real. I think, I, I think she could have said that, and that should be the fucking truth. How convenient is that? Wow, how convenient is fucking that? Like straight up, like if you really, I think she made that genre pop. Like it's, it's popular now. It would be no Megan The Stallion or. No JT and Young Miami without Cardi B, and honestly, and she's cut from the mold of the Nicki Minaj's and things like that. So I don't know who who to give that credit to. She made it cool again, I guess. You All get right, what I'm so saying? So you brought her up, not me. So I guess I'll just leave her up there since, <laughs> since you put Nicki into the conversation. But I think that that is part of the reason why. I would say that if she did say she paved the way, she should be able to say that because in all reality, Nikki was strong for years right. alone. She didn't actually open doors for nobody. See, see, the thing she, is, nah. Nikki, <laughs> image was the slutty, nasty girl, but she rapped bars. You feel me? Nikki is a real rapper. But N- Cardi came in the game with the image. And she's going to talk about the nasty shit that niggas want to hear. And she made that cool. You get True. what I'm saying? True. No argument there. I can, ro- I can roll with that, right? But here's what I'm saying. Nicki Minaj comes into the game, right? Right. She's pretty much the only one. Right. Record, record labels, with the success of Nicki Minaj, who was killing it, right? Right. Record labels were still reluctant to sign and put out new female rappers. And if they did, they weren't pushing them like that because we seen the results of Nikki pretty much. You knew that every award year that came around, she had to be the guarantee. And that's that's the thing. I don't think it's because of the content or anything. I think Zex was just scared to put females up against Nikki. You get what I'm saying? Like they didn't even want, they, they would rather let her fizz out and then come in how they came in with Cardi you feel me, leading the way instead of trying to compete with Nikki. You get what I'm saying? That's what I think it was because back then, it was that, that yeah, I liked it then and I like it now. No, 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 man. No, no, no. I do. I mean, all right, you know, I can, I can, I, I can, I can give you that. I can give you that, I think. Like, you know like, like we got to be honest. We got to give Nikki her due respect, man. Well, like, she held it down right, for damn Let me there. ask you a question. Okay. So, so you're, you're the record executive right now. Right. We're at an era where Nicki Minaj is coming into the game, right? Right. Boom. Where two years later, 80, 100 million dollar, million records, so whatever right. number she did, crazy numbers, right? Right. You wouldn't think, hey, maybe I can cash in on having a chick that's kind of like her. All right, but we have to think now, we are in 2019 going into 2020. She came in in 2005, six, seven. Right. Where it wasn't no Instagram, it wasn't no Twitter, it wasn't that showing. And 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 as true as that may be, can we can we blame can we blame the newer artists for the older artists being a victim of the times that they came up? No, absolutely. So so why not the record exec? 
think with the mind of being a business, not let's not put no money out right now. You feel me? Let her fizz out. She's got the game sold up. It ain't right. no way of taking that over right now. But I think people you know took it I'm out saying? of context, and all she was really saying was that, you know, since she came in, record companies have she opened not up the floodgates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she opened up you the floodgates. Because after she popped, 10 more popped. Because the thing she did, she came in and went right at Nikki. You get what I'm saying? And showed that... I'm not scared of you, bitch. You feel me? Like, I'm coming in this bitch. It's either we going to share this limelight or we going to compete. And once uh, Cardi kicked that door and bitches is just like, oh, shit, we running. You feel me? We we running through that bitch. And now they they over. They, you feel me? Saweetie, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, young, you feel me? Young JT, young Miami. They, yeah, they came running through. All right, so... um. This next burn notice is going to be this record called Misery from Good Girl. Um, it's this dope upcoming R&B group from out of Philly. I like this joint right here. I listened to it a couple times earlier, but I really, really wish I was playing this one joint that I'm not even sure I'm supposed to even... I ain't gonna say, yeah, I'm just going to play this yeah, joint yeah, called yeah. Misery, but yeah. I Let's mean, get that, into this one yeah, first yeah, and we yeah, talk yeah. about that when um, we get to that. When we come that. back, we're going to talk about some sports. Um, Zion is injured. It's not a shocker. I, I yeah, that's feel, my favorite I feel like I talked up. about this shit um, like two weeks ago and probably last week, you know what I'm saying? It said that uh, this was going to happen the way that it did. Um, there's been some players that signed some contract extensions, um, get into some way too early MVP conversations. And then I'm going to be buying or selling as NFL GM. Um, when we come back on, it's not just me podcast. So I'm going to play this good girl misery. Yeah. They really care, they wouldn't ask me to forgive you yeah. After all the shit you put me through And I don't even miss you yeah. I just gotta keep it real with you I loved you before Not no more It's the same motion and I ain't with it You should've never did it I want you to admit it Misery Misery lost company Your misery, misery loves company, and I just can't fuck with you. I got myself a shorty, I got my aim for 40, and I'm about to go get lifted. Yes, I'm about to go get lifted. I got myself a new one, he said. Come on, get right for this sports. AJ. What now? You busy? What's good? I'm in a sudden right now. All right, all right, all right. Now, me and Trey's on the podcast. We were trying to call you, but but go back to the session. 
Oh, we, we, y'all live right now? We, yeah, we, we, yeah, live, yeah, we live right now. We live. <laughs> we live. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up, man? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Give us five, ten minutes real quick, brother. Hey, what I said give us five, ten minutes real quick. What's going on, man? I mean, we was just getting ready to jump into this NBA shit. I mean, you already know, um, first week, everybody's talking mad shit about the Clippers going up 2-0, and um, what they did to the Lakers. Looked like they dismantled the Golden that. State Warriors. Um, Zion Williamson injured his knee. I think that they should be alarmed about that. I think that's going to be an ongoing problem until he changes up his game a little bit and adjusts to how his size translates in the NBA. I mean, what do you think about it real quick? Well, that was a lot right there. I think, first of all, we talked about uh, Zion and his injury, you know, which is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so young uh, this, this early into his career. Um, do I think it'll be an ongoing issue? No. I think that he's, he's very uh, young. He's, he's, yeah, I think this is the Blake Griffin effect, man. Say it again. I said I think this is the Blake Griffin effect. Well, I, well, if you look at the, uh, the Pelicans right now, they're... Uh, they're very close. They're very close to these games these last two games that they, they played. They took two L's. But they played hard. They played together. And mm-hmm. um, do I think they're a playoff team in the long run? No. But at the same time, um, they got some good building blocks. They got some good things to go on. Right. And I think in a couple of weeks when they do get Zion back, for, those, for these games that they're taking, five point six point losses will be enough to get them over the hump. Right, because okay. I think they did great. I mean, I mean, even losing to Minnesota, they only lost by one point in overtime. Like to me, that's a win for them. I'm just saying that the uh, way they the same Laker team with a rookie LeBron, man. That's all I. Think. I mean, just think of look. He had a knee to knee collision early in the summer league, and people said, "Hey, if this becomes a trend or becomes a thing." Those knees are going to blow early, right? Mm-hmm. And then you remember Andre Iguodala was talking on the Breakfast Club about how, like, you know, these player trainers or whatever or these doctors, they'll tell you that you're good to go knowing that you're probably not good to go right. and shoot you up with some shit and have you out there on the court. So it's like, I think Zion might have injured this knee in the summertime, and it's just been progressively getting worse, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, yeah. the way that he plays, it's like he ha- he's like he's a huge weight. Stopping on a dime, moving extremely fast. I, I think like, I think it's good that it happened now. So now he's on top of that his whole career. You get what I'm saying? Whether if you got to get his personal trainers or personal people to get in there and and get them their suggestions or whatever, but he should be on top of that now. Year one. All right. Well, I, if I'm not mistaken, he hurt himself in college. Didn't he? he hurt himself? Nah, nah. It's just a, a new injury. It's yeah, a whole yeah. new injury. Well. I think he's gonna be all right. I think uh, I think that once uh, once he gets back, he get, get get back to contributing. He, he he's gonna be a, he's gonna do enough to put him over the hump. Right. Probably not a playoff hump, but they'll win some games this year. Nah, nah, they they're definitely they're a, a exciting team to watch this year. I think definitely. Yeah. All right. Good looking, Jay. Um. Yeah. We just played some music. We um we played um we played this one record from um. From that group, Good Girl, you know what I'm saying? They put out a single called Misery, so I I, I played that joint. Yeah, you know what I mean. A minute ago. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I, yeah, 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 we gonna save it. Uh huh. I play, I, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. In my mind, when I first saw that they dropped the single, I thought it was, 
fucking eye. You know what I mean? And then I was like, all right. Oh, that's good. What's the thing about that is? Just wait on it. They want to go bigger. They want to go Close out the show with that uh with that um Omar Gaddafi joint too, yo. Oh yes, yeah. sir. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. A, and that's another one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh huh. My uh my, my brother, my brother, and a lot of people don't know. We'll talk about this another day. Okay, yeah, man. We we, we yeah. yeah. That's a whole other story, man. <laughs> well, we 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 gonna get into that when, like we, when we really lot, sit down and get into <laughs> Jaden Gray on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, good looking for taking a break out I your session. I, I know there's, there's comments being made. I can't really make out what you say. I just say talk to Nah, I say I like you a lot, Jay. <laughs> 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 yeah, right, right. <laughs> I got stories to do, man. We can be hey. on the phone. <laughs> Bro, go back to doing what you're doing, man. I'll hit your phone tomorrow. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, All right, Joe. All right, brother. All right, so there were some contract signings before the deadline, some players who signed before that. And there's some guys who did not sign. Um, at the deadline, Jalen Brown took a four-year, $115 million contract. I think Jalen Brown has lost his fucking mind. Um, I think I think he's he's cool because is either is either he wasn't going to get that much this summer if he didn't sign, why, or why? or they're going to trade him this trade deadline, and he wasn't going to get that with any team he's going to go to. So right. he pretty much didn't have a choice but to sign that contract. You get what I'm saying? I, I could argue with that if this other shit didn't happen. Think about what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis would have been considered the top free agent, right, mm -hmm. if we thought that he was actually going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. We know that he's eligible to be. But right. we all know that he's going to re-sign a long-term deal with the Lakers, unless right. something crazy happens, God, right? Really? All right. Ben Simmons, Ben signed an extension with the Sixers. He would have possibly been the second or 1A, 1B most coveted free agent, right? right? Then you got Jamal Murray, the point guard from the Nuggets. He would have been the third guy, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You got guys like Pascal Siakam. He would have been in the mix, right? Mm. But none of these guys are on the board. Mm. Um so, Buddy Hill, DeMontis Sabonis, DeJounte Murray, Torian Prince, right. all those guys signed contracts at the deadline. Jalen Brown was going to be the top free agent see, for the summer by accident. Happened, see, what happened this year, all the money is spent up this year. All the teams is, is, is in contracts to where teams barely have – free agency is not going to be shit next year. So, what I'm saying is – he knew he wasn't going to get that much next year. He knew teams is already basically signed their starting five and they bench players, and he would have been somebody coming in on another team playing the seven, six. Right. Eight, you get what I'm saying? And they not going to get that much money. 
So after I looked at all this, what this ended up lining out for me is that Andre Drummond Mm -hmm. is now should be considered one of the top free agents for next summer. Which he is, but but he's not going to sound more than a a more one or two year deal for for minimum. Now Brandon Ingram did not sign an extension. Um, with all these other players going off the board, right, who mm-hmm. would have been considered top-tier talent to go after in the free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, could, has Brandon Ingram done enough, or do you think he will do enough this year with New Orleans to either catch a max deal out of them or a um, a max deal on the free agent market? Like, do you think that... Um, he- I think he he don't want to be there. I don't. I think he wants to go somewhere, regardless of the money. I don't think it's about the money, Tim. I think he's ready to uh, uh, spare his wings and become the player he wants to become. Because he's he was there at the Lakers by himself. Right. He was the future. Right, then Lonzo right. came. Then Cruz came. Then LeBron came, and you feel me? It's sort of he, they lost focus on him, and then now he's in the deal with the Pelicans to where Zion is the focus. Right, you right. You feel me? So he still thinks he has the potential to be that player, which he does, I think. You feel me? So I think he's ready to just, regardless of the money, just go where he's wanted. You get what I'm saying? Where he chooses and where he thinks he could develop his game more. So I think I think it's a smart move for him. You feel me? Right now, he's still basically on his rookie contract, rookie extension, and, and – it's not about the money. You know what I'm saying? So he could where do you think would be a good place where for him to fit? Like right now, if 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 he if he if you could play GM, like fantasy mm-hmm. GM right now, and you could take Brandon Ingram and place him on another team for long term. Right like now, put him on a team for like a three, four year deal so you know he can grow with whatever nucleus you want to send him to. Where do mm. you see him at? Because That's a that's a good question. Um it would have to be a uh uh a young team. I think team. Atlanta. I think Atlanta could could use a guy like him, uh, an athletic wing that could create his own shot. But they just got Cam Reddish. But I think yeah, I see. You're not. I'm not the only one who thinks that Cam Reddish. Oh no, nah, that's the, my man. I he think he was guy. a steal. Yeah. I think he was one nah, of the he's steals. A dude of the first and he, round. any yeah. dude guy that came out yeah. since 2001 has been my guy. Yeah, man, regardless. Yeah. But um, Cam Reddish in there is there, and so is Trey Young, uh-huh. and that's Trey Young's team that's been established. Yeah. Um. I think he needs to go somewhere to where he can be the guy. Yeah, Charlotte is is he a is he a Batman caliber player? Um, see, coming out of college, he was the next Durant, right? Right. And I still think he had that potential. Carmelo coming out of college, Carmelo was the second coming of somebody. But Carmelo came out at the wrong time. He came out with LeBron. I don't think he did. I think I I don't think if 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 Melo. Comes out five years later as the player he he is. He's his right. own iconic player. Right. It's gonna sound but like- the fact that he will always be compared to LeBron because LeBron went one and he went three. You get what I'm saying? He he yeah. he has yeah, to live. With they that. they they thought the rest God, they life. thought 
Darko, Darko was was Milicic. was a better move than him. Hey, they they won the championship with him. What, what you going to say? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Hey. Nope. Was, was it not a smart move if they won the championship? Nope. Uh, that man, year. Yeah. Okay, they won a championship with him on the roster. That year. Nah, but what I'm saying is that Carmelo, as great as he was, and I don't want me to sound like a Carmelo hater, but, I mean, the internet's going to say what they're going to say, but Carmelo, to me, was never Batman. He should have always been Robin. And if he would have paired up with the right Batman, Um, Carmelo Anthony would be an NBA champion. I think... I don't think that Brandon Ingram is Batman. I think that he's Robin. I think he needs to find Batman and play within that type of system right there. And that and Brennan Ingram could be See the thing is, right? You 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 could say he's Melo's a Batman a Robin, not a Batman. But what if he's a Batman and didn't have the right Robin? You get what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that I'm not Brian didn't win until he had the right Robin. I don't LeBron want to has th- always been Batman. You Let me just clarify. I don't want people to think that I'm comparing Brandon Ingram skill wise. No, no, no. That's not what we're Anthony. doing. That's not what we're what, doing. What we, we're talking that, about right. yeah, the stature. Carmelo of Anthony should have been the second best player on a championship team. No, not no, the man. I, I not the man on a team where you he scored a lot and never won a ring. That's the why he's in the position he's See, in now. Jordan didn't win until he got Pippen, but Jordan has always been the Batman. LeBron didn't win until he got D Wade. Right. But he's always been the Batman. Melo never had that Robin. He had AI. AI was at the end of his career. Then his number two was JR at one point. JR was not the right Robin for him. You get what I'm saying? He had Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups was at the end of his career coming off two back to back championships. He never was paired with that right player, even in New York. You get what I'm saying? Right. He, 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 by the time he got to Oklahoma City, he was, you, you know what I'm saying, old Melo. But I think, given, if you give Melo D Wade, I think they win two out of three. If you give Melo a Pippen, you feel me? I think he win five out of six or four out of six, something like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you give Melo these same opportunities that the other players and these Batmans is given, I think he he, I, he do what he's supposed to do. But I think do. he had those opportunities and he didn't want them because he he, he, he knew that uh, he was he knew that all right he knew that he was a weapon on right. the basketball court and he knew that he could out basketball right a lot of niggas like right. Carmel Anthony could out basketball right. a lot of niggas but but listen but that doesn't mean he was supposed to be. The guy right. who the team so look, is supposed so look, to follow right. to the promised land. So look, as a GM, right, you have this guy that he's a great basketball player. You right. feel me? He right. puts the ball in the hoop, which you, which is the objective of the game. That's what he does. Yeah. Might not be the best defensive, might not be the best passer. So as a GM, do you depress that situation or do you oppress that situation? All right, let me get a team that instead of it might be a defensive Bat, uh, Robin, you get what I'm saying? You okay. like on the defensive end or something like that. The, the GMs that he has and the teams, yeah, niggas gonna on. think that we hate because we keep nah, calling these things actually, Robin. Mello, <laughs> Mello, <laughs> no, see, that's you. Mello's actually my second favorite player. You feel me? I've been following Mello and LeBron since I was nah, probably like I fuck with Mello too. eight, nine yeah. years old. You get what I'm saying? But I think if Mello was given a different opportunity in New York, you get what I'm saying? Right. If 
if if LeBron goes to New York instead of going to Miami, LeBron and Melo in New course, York, that yeah. would have yeah, that would have been crazy. Right. You feel me? In that case, he would have been a Robin. You feel me? But at the same time, you, you he never have had that second caliber player that you could play with to win a championship. All right, so Curry. Who, oh my fault. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. I was about to say Curry had Durant and Klay Thompson, and right. they went three out of what five. You know what I'm saying? You give LeBron, Kyrie Irving, they go uh, one out of three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Melo never had that. You know what I'm saying? But all right. Well, coming from um, going to somebody who we don't really have to question what he's been doing on the basketball court or what we think he may do this year, and that's the Greek freak. And most people have him pegged to possibly be able to repeat as the Kia MVP this year. Mm -hmm. I'm... Not so sure, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I wonder me neither. About, well, I, I, I wasn't sold on him last year as MVP. Um, I, I think players get the, uh, what, what do you call it, when you're tired of voting for him? You know what I'm saying? When, when you know he should win it, but let's give it to the other guy today because you win all the time. Because <laughs> James Harden went the crazy. Vote? Yeah, the vote? <laughs> James Harden went crazy last year. Man. So you think James Harden's gonna get the sympathy vote this year? Nah, no uh, way. I think I think I think the goat gonna come through for it. I think LeBron is gonna come through for the MVP this year, man. Right. He is a different focus, and because now he has the right Robin on right. his team opposed to last year. You feel me? Is a different attitude with him. You feel me? I've been watching him since his junior year of high school, and I can see. It I in think his face, for LeBron man. to get MVP this year, he's gonna need to average in the mid twenties in points. He doesn't need to lead the team. No, actually, no. leading the team in scoring takes him out of the MVP conversation because they're gonna try to convolute it some type of way. Right. For LeBron to win that, he needs to he needs to be second in scoring. Anthony Davis' numbers need to go up. See, Anthony Davis's production will help dictate mm -hmm. whether or not LeBron can catch that MVP. Mm -hmm. And then he needs to be on par with a good enough triple-double, meaning that he doesn't need to average the Russell Westbrook triple-double, but we need, like, 26, 25, oh, 26. I'm going to explain this because I'm, I'm a basketball lover. Right. I used to play basketball. LeBron is the GOAT for a reason. You feel me? It's not... Numbers is not going to get him the MVP. If LeBron shows an effort on defense and becomes that defensive player he was in the beginning part of his career, okay, that's the only thing anybody has to say about LeBron right now. Everybody knows he could go out there and score 40 anytime he wants. Everybody knows he could average a triple-double. You feel me? That's something we haven't seen. But this year, I think the defensive end is the the – Thing that's going to get him them tallies, them votes. You feel me? Once they see the the assertive effort on that end. All right. You so, get what I'm saying? so so to play devil's advocate on that, mm -hmm. if if that's the stance, then the Clippers seem to cr have created this identity for themselves, even though it's so early. But right. they are looking to be that defensive minded team, and right. we've been seeing them, and they've been looking kind of stifling, you know what I'm saying, like, right, for the right, past right. two games. With, with so, Patrick Beverly on there, man, any team is going to be definitely a defensive threat. Patrick so, Beverly, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, and Montrezl Harrell, and, like, that's yeah. that's just bananas, man. That team is is different. It's, it's, but with that being said, they don't have enough offensive power to me. You feel me? 
So do you think the Kawhi, do you, you don't think the Kawhi can do enough on both ends to put, not him, every put night. him in the not MVP every night. conversation? Not every night. Because he's already on minutes restriction. You feel me? Um I think I think he's he wants he's going to come through for the moments in the big games and be the Kawhi Leonard we know him as, but for a whole season, eighty-two games, he's not going to be out there for that. So, how awkward is the fucking locker room going to be in February um, during All Star? Oh, oh man, you know what? See, that's how I know I'm starting to get old. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> because I'm fucking thinking of like, 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 I'm fucking thinking about this shit right, and I'm thinking about back in the day when All Star Weekend used to be like. If you played in the Western Conference, then you just had to be on oh, the West fucking. Coast, you East, had to be on the yeah, fucking West, West team. East, and if you yeah, played in the yeah. Eastern Conference, you had to be on the fucking. Nah, East it's team. a pickup game now, right. man. They, uh, they pick their team. See, man, yeah, they gonna see. do some corny shit, yo. Because for real, I wanted to see nah, LeBron and Anthony right. Davis with Paul George oh, and Kawhi wow. Leonard, and just see how that. And you know <laughs> how things work. With James I think Harden they, and Russell Westbrook. They had to foresee this stuff coming like this. You get what I'm saying? For them to switch it up the way they did, they had to foresee it coming because the All-Star game would have been boring. You feel me? Oh, my God. All that, the whole team is basically the whole NBA against everybody that's coming off the bench in the East. Oh, you get man, what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that would have been crazy. But, um... This this is an exciting time to be a basketball fan right now. I think we've been oversaturated with the Warriors for the past five years, man. Uh, and it, this is something exciting. This is something new. All right. Don't nobody know who could win this year. Not for the MVP, not the championship, nothing. So, yeah, there's a lot of mystery in it. Suspense is everything in entertainment. And basketball is still entertainment at the end of the day. You get what I'm saying? All right, well, keeping up with sports, um, this is the time of the year for the NFL where we're about roughly halfway through, I guess you can call it, oh, but we're, we're leading towards the trade deadline coming up um, in about a week on everybody Tuesday. Everybody got to go. And it <laughs> is buy or sell time, and this is what everybody calls it. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a few teams right now that should be tanking. There's a few teams that should be looking to, you know, add that one more piece of um, something that could push them into playoff territory. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to play buy or sell with just some quick fire NFL teams. Um, I'm I, off the rip. I'm going to tell you that the Arizona Cardinals, I am confused as to why they haven't traded Josh Rosen yet? I I, I uh, actually feel yeah. I actually feel or at like least benched him or something, man. That, that's a project that didn't work out from the jump, and they should have recognized that from the beginning and stopped living on false hope. <laughs> right, like I mean, you go out. You, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Now I get the position that you guys are in. You, right. you went out and you drafted Josh Rosen. Um, and you and you gave him the reins and said you're gonna be our guy. Right. And then the next year you went and drafted Kyler Murray, and right. you said you're gonna be our guy. And then you turned back around and said, no, Josh Rosen, you're gonna be our guy. Right. And now you guys fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is, what do you do? 
you got a guy, Josh Rosen, I'm pretty sure that there's an NFL team that's looking to buy him right now. You know what I'm saying? Even a team that needs to tuck a quarterback, like uh, when we talk about dynasties beginning and dynasties ending, right. I actually think that the Cardinals can get a nice package of some future draft picks from a team like the Patriots. Uh, he He's not going for much. Probably... Couple third rounders, fourth it rounders. Depend, it depends on yeah. who you're trading them to. Think I, I, about I New think England. They, they waiting for the market to open up. Think yeah. unorthodox. Think New England. New England has to, at some point in time, be thinking, what does a post Tom Brady New England look like? And you know, they already yeah. traded or they, they look, the guy who they were grooming to be the post-Tom Brady right. guy, they traded the him Bowl away, right, and right. they're going to play against him in the Super <laughs> pretty much. Like, if, unless something crazy happens, we pretty we, in our minds, we know they're going to play against the guy who was supposed to be his backup, his backup right. right? So, I don't know. I think Josh Rosen would be a good option for them. Um, I think um, a team that should be selling right now um, well, the Denver Broncos. Let me just throw that in there. <laughs> I am a Denver Broncos fan. Uh, living in the Baltimore area for the past uh, five or six years, man, I've got to see Joe Flacco play a lot. And I have to say it is the same thing in Denver, and I can't stand it, and I hate it, and he needs to go. So buy or sell, we need to sell Joe Flacco ASAP, he has to go right now. <laughs> what a what you got to affect? What a no, no, no. I need that. The no, 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 man. Joe Flacco has to go, go, go right now. Well, that's a great segue into my next um, buy um, team who I think should be buying right now with a team who might be willing to sell, talking about backups. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, who was brought in to replace Joe Flacco, is the real deal over there at Baltimore. And Baltimore looks like that they have a good shot at, at, at being where they might want to be at the end of this thing. And Miami is looking abysmal. And I think Baltimore should be looking to buy Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake is a young, athletic running back he Mm -hmm. has great outside ability he can double as a receiver Mm -hmm. he will add to that dynamic run threat that lamar jackson has already created Mm -hmm. and i believe that him entering the end of his rookie year of his contract he looks like that he would be a great pickup for them um i like king and drake i I believe king and drake played with us one year in denver um Am I mistaken? That's a different Drake. I don't know. But um, I'll see him play in Miami. Um, If the Ravens do need to improve, it would be definitely the running game. I actually argue with Jay about this all the time. But uh, the Ravens actually have a a very good team, very exciting team. Uh, I'd be hating a lot, but they are definitely, uh, I think, poised ahead into the playoffs strong with Lamar. And I would think that would be the the one move they would have to make. Definitely a stronger running game. So he you don't have to rely on his legs that much. You get what I'm saying? He'd be trying to get out of those situations. And in the fourth and two, you shouldn't have to go to Lamar. You get what I'm saying? You should have a nice size back that could get in that, you feel me, in them holes, man. Right. That's why I think Drake could be a good pickup. Yeah. So I got two more teams that I think should be buying. Um, now, this one... Um, the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. should be looking at Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I think that that he could be 
he he would just be an extra weapon for them to add to an already stacked uh, team. You know what I, I mean? I, I think even uh, if we're talking about them meeting the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? Uh, the Patriots just signed. It would uh, be poetic. The Mohammed Sanu, right? Right. Yeah. So I think it would even out the playing field if Deshaun Jackson. That's that gives Jimmy Garoppolo. And if anything, it would exactly be a, it, it would be needs. listen. It would be a big storyline. Like think about right. this right here. You have. Jimmy Garoppolo, who was the understudy of Tom Brady, playing against Tom Brady, throwing to the receiver that should be getting the balls thrown to him from Tom Brady, Paul, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but he's actually got there playing with, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. And another team is um, the Bengals. And I don't mm. know if the Bengals should be selling I mean, I think I don't think the Bengals would yeah, want to part with AJ it's, it's Green. Time. It's time. But I think Green Bay should it's be time. buying a veteran receiver like AJ Green to add to that receiver core right there would put Green Bay. Give, give, yeah. Give Aaron Rodgers a nice another little target. Yeah, I think I they think. would make them the one B team. I actually, I actually would would look at them. Yeah, as, if if they make a move like that, I definitely think I'll put them over uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl because yeah. pretty much. Tom Brady is the only thing that's keeping that afloat. You know what I'm saying? They just added some pieces, some very necessary pieces, but Tom Brady's been doing what he needed to do. But if you give a team like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers an extra weapon on top of whatever they got going, I think that's the 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 extra push that gets them over that hump. You know what I'm saying? All right, now, um, talking about an uh, extra push or extra weapon out there, um, the Patriots did something strange in relation to Josh Gordon. So um, basically, you know, they put him on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. But then a story came out from what was quoted as credible sources that the Patriots plan to waive him once he's healthy. So as soon as mm. they're able to do so, they plan on waiving Josh Gordon and that any team could pick him up off of waivers. So once again, like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and um, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, like, or even the San Francisco 49ers, like any of these teams right now that have that dynamic quarterback in place right now could have, you know, a freebie, so to speak, you know what I'm saying, in mm. Josh Gordon. So that's going to be something interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks. And- I think I think somebody like Josh Gordon ends up in Dallas. I think Dallas is looking for that that matching pair for Dak Prescott, and they haven't found it yet. You know what I'm saying? They let Des Bryant go. They don't really have that dynamic receiver no more. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, he want to sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? And Josh Gordon is definitely a household name. So I think he he could possibly end up somewhere, somewhere like there. All right, so the last two topics I want to talk about when it comes to sports, and then we're going to play some more music and get into the culture before we get out of here, um, is it has to deal with, A, coaches who are on the hot seat, and then subsequently those teams who should be looking to tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't really talk about tanking much in the NFL just because of the way how the draft is. And it's a seven-round draft versus a two-round draft. It's a little bit different construct than the NBA, but I think there's a couple teams that should be tanking right now and a couple coaches that are on the hot seat. And I think the hottest motherfucking seat would be Mike Tomlin's at the – Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, It's time. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, it's time, man. It's – 
football is a different culture right now, and obviously the way he coaches the game is not it. I think he's done enough for them. Like I think I think if they fire him, I don't even think. I mean, of course you can get mad if a nigga fire you. I mean, I guess, but but for him, he shouldn't be mad. He he was tired a long time ago. And honestly, if he wants to keep (laughs) coaching, he could probably land on his feet in a much better situation. Where like he has a team, he can land on a team that has like a three year window where he could be a contender, right? And right. And, and, and try to win one, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like before I he think, rides I out. I think or, I think he needs a John Gruden break. You know what I'm saying? Like get into some TV, get in get in front of a camera, <laughs> do some, take a break, man. Because he, he he had the bags under his eyes for years now, man. You need to take a break. Um. Yeah, Pat Schumer and the New York Giants. New York's going to get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's going to go. Definitely got to go. He's in the wrong fucking city for that shit. Definitely so. got to go. Yeah. Shout out for making a move on Daniel, Daniel Jones. That's his name? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 a good pick. Hey, yo, and this is why I'm glad that I got the motherfucking podcast right now because I wish I had the fucking podcast during the NFL draft time, <laughs> when all of the fucking NFL experts were saying that right. the Giants were fucking bugging with right. this Daniel Jones shit, and I knew that there was some shit that the Giants right. knew that we didn't know, and that that wasn't gonna be and a crazy you, and you pick. Know what? Every, but I don't have no audio. Everything of that works shit. Yeah. works out the way it is because Lamar Jackson is not a New York Giant. You get what I'm saying? He doesn't fit in that culture. He fits in a Ravens culture. Daniel Jones fits in a Giants culture. So obviously they knew something that nobody else knew. You so do you think those teams knowing that they should fire their coaches, should they just tank? Like should a team like New York Giants that has their running back, they have their quarterback, they have some pieces, they know they need to rebuild, they're moving on into a different era. Do you think that they should just kind of just tank it out? That way they can uh, be at the top of the draft. You if, if you plan on hiring a new coach, I think so. Uh, uh, I mean, if you don't plan on hiring a new, a new coach and bringing in the assistant as a new coach or something like that, you know how they move people up. Uh, I definitely think that you definitely fire the coach now and let the assistant or whoever you plan on taking on start now and get a head start, you know what I'm saying? But if you plan on finding a new coach during the summertime or during the off season, then I think you let the coach finish out his, finish out his year, man. I think you let him finish what he started bring the guys, you feel me, to the finish line, however may be, and and do the things the right way it's supposed to be. All right, so I'm going to play another burn notice. This one is going to be coming from London B from the show Rhythm and Flow. She was one of my favorite ones on there. She didn't win the actual show, but I definitely know that she, she she's going to be around for a little while. Um, London on the track said that he's going to still work with her, so he's yeah, probably like going to end up. Yeah, I like her. Um, so I'm going to play this I Can't Change joint that she did on the show. Um, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the culture. Two 
work hard, make tips, minimum wage. Daddy locked up in the cage. Mama can't buy me no clothes. I had to get what I said. Yeah, on flow, too poor, no cold, too cold, no door, Prudo, on one, you know. I can't change, I can't change, yeah, yeah. I can't change, I Recently, and he brought up the Eminem shit, um, you know, the beef that he had with him from back in the day. And he was talking about that the reason, um, he was trying to qualify the reason why he was beefing with Eminem the way he was. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was taking a stand for hip-hop. What he said was, at that time, I felt deep about what I was standing for. My thing was hip-hop. And I always said that this, and people have heard it before, Hip-hop was the only thing that made white people come to the culture. Right. Buy into the culture, spend money, and also interact with the culture through hip-hop. Nothing else has happened that brought white people to black people than that. Then he goes on to say, so I felt like once they get a white rapper, that white people want to buy him, they want to fuck with that balance, and blah, 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 and basically went on to say that the reason why he wasn't fucking with Eminem and tried to tie it in some Donald Trump shit or whatever, mm-hmm. it seemed kind of crazy for an Eminem conversation. <laughs> but um, basically, he was saying that, you know, hip-hop is more than rap. It's a culture. It's our fucking life. It isn't just rap. So to him, I'm sure it's rap. Basically saying that Eminem is not of the culture, that um, no, Eminem was just a rapper, right? You know that's what I'm saying? And that, right. and that he didn't belong, basically what he was saying. Right. Now... Gina Rodriguez had came under fire recently um, because there was like this video clip out and she was singing along with the Fugees, Ready or Not. And she was like singing the part like, front and niggas give me heebie-jeebies. Like, like going mm. along with Lauren Hill, right? right. And Praz told um, bitch-ass TMZ... <laughs> fucking hate TMZ, but <laughs> Prize told that sometimes this is where you got to get some of the news from. I fucking hate them, but yeah. So Prize told TMZ that he's not sure if Rodriguez had to pass into the culture to say the N word and, and uh, to say nigga, basically. And right. the producer said that there are some Latinos who have the distinct privilege to dib and dab in black culture because they are embedded in it. And that he said, like, Jennifer Lopez gets a pass, Cardi B, because she considers herself Afro-Latina, and Fat Joe, who considers himself Afro-Latino. And Fat Joe had also recently spoke about this. So it's crazy that all these different interviews that are happening, somehow the same conversation keeps overlapping. That's why it's crazy, because none of this shit was intentional, right? But I pulled these all these different stories that I pulled. 
all are circling around the same thing, and that's what we're going to get to. So um, Fat Joe was on a radio station in Florida, and he was talking about how he passed on Eminem's demo like six different times, calling it the biggest mistake of his life. Yeah. And and it's interesting because, um, you know, he he looked at it like there's this little white boy who was down in Miami, and everywhere I bumped into him, he kept giving me his demo and telling me how nice he was, and I never listened to it, and then he turned around, blew up, and been the biggest guy in the universe. Right. And he also talked about how, you know, you know the um, Santeria and Motherland Africa and how, you know, Latinos may identify themselves with African and black culture more than black people do, which would be African Americans here versus Africans in Africa, saying that like right. he's been to Africa, he is of the culture. So what all this means to me is that that there is definitely a very, very broad definition of what the culture actually means. And every time that I hear this right. conversation happening in these interviews, I hear two conversations happening at the same time that should not be happening at the same time. They can happen around each other. Mm-hmm. And those conversations are hip hop culture versus black culture mm-hmm. versus the culture. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in this era right now, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the youngins, you know what I'm saying? Was right. that, you know what I'm saying? D- doing it for the culture, right? Has, has become a thing. Like that was like a right. phrase, a catchphrase. Right. And no one really knew what the culture was, but it was a cool phrase that you could pretty much slap onto anything that you were doing that you thought was cool. Nah, nah, the, and you're doing it for the culture, right? right? The, the culture is, is basically what's right now. Right, you get what I'm saying. Right. Is, is that the whoever the up and comings and the the fresh faces they they are in control of that. Right. Now, hip hop culture is the history. You get what I'm saying. Is right. the is the build from the ground up is what gave us this platform. You get what I'm saying. Regardless of what genre may come out of it, it will always be refrained back to hip hop. You but then there's saying? black culture. Now, black culture is the lifestyle. You got you get what I'm saying? And this is what I want to get into because that is not a color on that. You get what I'm saying? I have a white friend that lives a black culture lifestyle, and he considers and he recognizes himself as being black, but he's white. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it's not so much of... The color that's a black lifestyle or the 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 culture, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 how you grew up, how you handle your situations. You right. feel me? Now, uh, obviously, Eminem wasn't gonna say a nigga in in a rap. You right. know what I'm saying? He wasn't crazy. He was that crazy. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, he crazy. Right, we right. wasn't that crazy, right? Right. But it's different when it comes to you know what I'm saying, like Afro Latinas, right? And then like and and I want to make this very very clear. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with with it at all you know what i'm saying right. so this is not me arguing against it it's just that you know we have to talk about something you know what i'm saying right, right, right. so this is the conversation you take it how you get it right um pause i gotta, I gotta <laughs> fucking stop gotta my fucking vernacular like the third fourth, your vernacular nope. i ain't heard that nope. one nope, Max. Nope. <laughs> god damn yo all right, yo, no. So basically, what I'm saying is, um, what the fuck am I trying to say? Is, yeah. All right, what what I'm trying to say is, where is the qualifier? 
What's like the, who yeah. who gets to determine the gauge? Like where is the level to where if you're over this level right here, mm. you are cool. You get the pass. You could say nigga, nigga, nigga all you want to. Mm-hmm. But if you're under this line, you can't. Even if you know what I'm saying, like like right, I, like. Right. Um, I I think I think again that goes back to the lifestyle. You get what I'm saying? And once again, if, Fat Joe is black to me. Yeah, Cardi B is black right, to me. So right. it's not weird to me at all. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, That's because they grew up in the culture. They right. grew up in the lifestyle. You get what I'm saying? They're surrounded by the homies and the homegirls. And they, you feel me? If they're black, if they Afro-Latino, whatever, that's what's in the culture. Right. You feel me? So is it more on them, how they identify themselves, which gives them the pass? Or is it how we identify them? Because it's, they, they, because we're talking about two rappers who, like I said, they're black. It's not that they're black to me; they are black to themselves. Because they it's identify. It's definitely as how they identify themselves. Because regardless of how we identify them, they're going to say it regardless or not. You get what I'm saying? So, so with that being said, it's like we have no say so in how they feel about their culture. Right. You get what I'm saying? They going to express itself the way they express itself. Now we have opinions, and mm-hmm. we can give our opinions on how they express themselves. But regardless of our opinion, they're going to do them. And so, I, and I think that's why it's good to like to separate these things and talk about them individually, right? Because I think what happens when these conversations happen is that all these different things get lumped up together, right? And right. then the conversation can be skewed to either direction and you never really get a clear, you know, you have, you have someone like, like Cardi B or fat Joe should never in their fucking lives have to even begin to explain or qualify their downness. If you want to call it that. I don't don't think, I don't think it's our culture that's questioning it. I think it's other cultures questioning it because uh, they want the past. You right, get what I'm right. saying? So like, it's like, what it's, do we have to do? It's basically to white get this? media. It's basically white media is 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 trying to dissect the culture that they right, don't understand. Right to make it and acceptable because, because for them. We say to do. that right. they're not able to do it. Right. They're, okay. Yeah. You know what? That that you get kind what of I'm saying. So my now that's why on, that's why right. it's a agenda now. That's all why right. it's all in the. You feel me in the look, media? Look at man. Chilmo right there. Hey, all right, man, all I'm just, right, I'm just right. saying. You know what I'm saying? Coming like, through in the clutch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, the goat. All right, so, so I was think I was trying to think think of a way to um I had you know I'd be having these different topics and like I want to start throwing like some lifestyle topics like right. into the show somewhere as we try to you know build this into something special and there was a couple of them and there's one of them that was dealing with threesomes right and mm-hmm. I was like well we're gonna save this one because there's no like way for me to just like yeah, kind of just can't I didn't want to just aug- this. Aug- aug- <laughs> like force this into a conversation pause but then <laughs> last night some shit happened. And then it reminded me in my mind that I don't have any game for real, yo. <laughs> but but look, but look, it's like this now, mind you. When I, when I say that, you know what I'm saying? Right. I definitely got bitches. Like I be getting bitches. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I've always, I've always, I've, game, I've never, right. I've never had a problem with having girls like me. Right. But as the years go on, I realize that I've been in situations where I guess I was so approachable that mm-hmm. I'm a natural conversationalist. Right. So I never really had to 
come up with the slick line. Like, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And I'm glad because as much as I rap and write songs and come up with all those slick lines, I can't come up with you these slick lines like see, in real see, life. See, <laughs> I was told, I was I was raised by a real pimp. You right. feel me? And to me, he put it to me, it's not what you say to get the pussy, but it's what you say to get more than the pussy is what makes you. Oh, pimp. yeah, they, yeah. that's also like some old pimping ass shit. So, right. so. With game, anybody could get the put. It's what you could get her to do outside of that is what makes you the pimp or the Mac or have a game. You get what I'm saying? All right, so check it out. So I'm talking to, um, I'm walking down the street, right? And I'm getting ready to go grab um, a room, right? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, I was in between, um, like, you know, making moves or whatever, and I was getting ready to come out here the next day, and I was just going to, like, you know, do some sessions or whatever and kind of just chill out or whatever. I said do some sessions. Now I have to fucking explain <laughs> that, right? All right, so certain times when I'm recording, like, a bunch of demo tracks and I want to get a bunch of people recorded, like, in a quick period of time, and I don't want to waste money on booking out a bigger studio for them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What I do is I'll just pay for a hotel room and right. then just set up my mobile studio in there. I can record... Like, right, for a whole right. day, right? You know what I'm saying? For a fraction of right. the cost for that. But, like, that's a little trick that I be pulling off, right? So, um, <laughs> see? My vernacular, again, I'm talking about tricks in the hotel room. I'm going to tell a story go. about a girl who hey. I bumped into walked to the hotel room, right? I'm so, I'm, I'm going to the tricks. store, and I'm trying to figure out whether I want to go to the store first or to the hotel room first. Mm-hmm. And I, my body kind of moved like one way to the left and one way to the right, like I was unsure of myself. Mm-hmm. And she must have noticed it. So she looked at me and said, like, hey, um, you look like you're lost, right? Right. And I'm like, nah, I'm not lost. I'm just like trying to figure out whether I want to go to the room first or whether... I want to um, go to the store first. And she was like, right. oh, you're going to go to the room? Um, she was like, you're in a room by yourself? Sad. And I'm like, nah. You tell me. Am I getting a room by myself? <laughs> and she's like, nah. She's like, I'm trying to come with you. So I say, cool. All right, you can come with me. So um, I go in the store. We go to the room. You know what I'm saying? We chill in. Um, some hours pass or whatever. We're hanging out. You know what I'm saying? We're laying in the bed naked. We smoking the blunt and shit, right? And we're just having random conversation. Mm. And within this random conversation, she asked me, um, she starts talking about some random ass people's birthdays who I don't know. Right. And she's like, you know, like my sister and my best friend and like my aunt, Mm -hmm. but like her sister's really her cousin, but we call each other sisters since we grew up or whatever, you know how that whole thing go. And they're like three weeks apart and blah, 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 blah. And I'm wondering in my head, why is she telling me about these random fucking yeah, people's right. birthdays who I don't know? Because my <laughs> on the first I just, night, I, on just the first me, I just met her like a couple hours ago, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And she's like, um, um, but my birthday comes up in a couple of okay, two weeks. So I'm like, okay, so, so that was it right there. Right. Then she looks at me and she gives me a little smile and she, and she says, So what are you gonna get me? Uh-oh. And then I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, uh, I mean, we'll see what's up, you know what I'm saying? And she gives me a little look, right? I see you about it. Right. And then she asked me when my birthday was. So I tell her when my birthday was. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, your birthday passed. She was like, well, if I was your girlfriend, if I was your boo thing, and she she defined boo thing as um, 
a step under your girl. Step but, under my But girl. you're allowed to, but we could both do whatever we want. Oh, okay. Shit. I, I, so anyways, <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, I could, what would you get me um for, for my birthday if you was my girl or my boo thing as you go, right? right? And she says, I would get you a threesome. And then mm. she goes on to say, but it would be a real threesome, not those fake threesomes like you be seeing, right? She said it would be one of those um, threesomes where, you know, both girls are really eating each other out and they're mm. really getting into it and blah, 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 blah. Right. And the more that she, like, graphically described this thing with enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I heard a whole lot more of them fucking and then me fucking her but not a whole lot about me fucking the, the other, other girl, <laughs> which for me is what would make it a real threesome right, to start right, with, right? Right. And then it finally hit me after all these years. I said, oh, shit. Now, I know women are super fucking slick with the words. Like, they're just natural, like, wordsmiths. Right. But chicks never really believed that giving a nigga a threesome is actually a gift. Right. That's just them having game and being having a slick way That's to ask way for the threesome, right. the threesome for themselves right. by making you think they doing something slick for you. Right, right. Like and yo, we just dumb. like babe, you know, you, you know what I would get you for your birthday? And we what? Just dumb. I would get you a threesome. Mm-hmm. And in reality, she's describing it. It sounds fun for her. So, mm-hmm. mind you, because she's a chick. And because I'm a nigga, speaking, I, of, I got even a story if to morally right, go I, I shouldn't or whatever, but but I'm okay with that. Right. I'm pretty sure if these other way around though, I wouldn't be able to do it the same way. So right. my question is, is like, how early in a situationship or something like that is too early to ask for the threesome, or do or do you ask for it the first day and get out the way? And if you do, like, what is the slick way for a nigga to ask for the threesome uh, to make it seem like it's for her? Uh, I actually been in a couple of situations. All right, um, depending on your situation, if you're in a relationship, then that threesome has to be a special moment. You get what I'm saying? Definitely a birthday occasion, anniversary, a special occasion. You get what I'm saying to make it a proper notation, like babe, let's do something different, da da da. But if you just Got a girl and y'all just conversating. And you know she a freak and you know she like girls, but you don't know how to ask it. Just let it come. Just be around. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you just gonna have to put in that work in and and be around for when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love doctor. You just gotta be around. <laughs> you just gotta be around for that moment, man. All right, quick story, real quick. Right. Speak, speaking of being around for the moment, right? So I was dealing with this female, right? Um, to start off, when I first met her, she had a boyfriend, right? So I settled for the friend, right? So me and a friend get into our situation, whatever. Then two years later, she comes back around. I meet My her mind. again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to play that. <laughs> Oops, right <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man, here we go. Wrong yeah, wrong. I should have been go. thinking there that, right? <laughs> anyway, so um, two years later, she comes back around. You feel me? So we finally connect this time. You feel me? It's an intimate situation. So um, I knew the type of girl she was. I knew 
you feel me, how things could potentially go for me in this situation. So I just kept being around, kept being around, you feel me, chilling, let's do this, let's, you feel me. So anyway, she calls me one day like, yeah, I'm stranded, me and my homegirl at this hotel, we got some weed, we got some liquor, come through. So I come through, right? Now me knowing how I move, I knew it was going to turn into the situation. Anyway, it happened the way it was supposed to happen, right? So I wake up in the morning, got both of them, right? So I wake up to the homegirl first, right? <laughs> so after I get the homegirl, she wakes her up. So she wakes up to me behind the home. You feel me doing my situation? And she was mad because I didn't wake up to her first, and she brought me to the party, basically. How convenient is that? <laughs> wow. <Right. laughs> How convenient right. is fucking so, that? So back to what you were saying earlier, how females put us in this situation for their pleasure and not right. ours, it makes sense to me because if it's a real threesome, then that's what's supposed to happen. You feel me? Everything is fair. Yeah, like there's no cool way for right. us to say it. Like the, the only <laughs> thing that I could come up with with my no line having ass is like, hey, like, um, never mind. I say I can't do it. Like <laughs> oh, see, see. All right, all right. So look, so look, so look. Listen, listen. Just like Jordan and Kobe and like LeBron and like all them and like different people are influenced by different people. Right. Yes, I accidentally just did the little Joe, little hey, little voice, and it was totally by fucking accident. So fuck you guys. It is what it is. Oh, but yeah, the cool way would be like, like, hey, like you know, um. Why don't you pick one out and we could both get her? Nah, nah. You know what I'm nah, saying? See, like, like, see, <laughs> see, see, you gotta, you gotta test the waters first, right? First, you gotta see if she grabs booties. You feel me? If she grabs booties and she likes to smack, then you go, hey. I think for me is that saying? I've had these situations. And I never had to ask for them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you'll wait it out, God. Right. Like me, man. But it's crazy because now when I really think about it, I'm like, yo, I be falling into so many. You cool probably could have situ- put yourself in more right, of those right, situations. Right, right, right. Me, right. yeah, I'm the same guy, man. I would, it, man, listen, if I if I really wanted to put, I could have did. But I'm the waited out guy. I'm, I'm patient, man. All right. So, I mean, I'm not going to take too long to talk about rhythm and flow, um, mm-hmm. other than the fact that. I think that that is a great show, and I'm glad this season one did as well as it did. And right. I mean, Shout this is bigger than flow, just man. being hip hop American Idol. I think that people right. calling it that is For the um, culture. It is definitely um, marginalizing the show. Um, they did some great things there, and the people, the person who won D Smoke got a quarter million dollars, contract free, no strings attached, and he can do his thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, London B and London on a track are going to work together. Um, a hot take prediction I have is that T.I. might sign her, especially with T.I. Um, well, I won't say that T.I. might sign her, but if he did, it wouldn't surprise me for the fact that right. he's been on a press run with the show. Show, of course, and he talked about how Iggy Azalea was the tarnish of his legacy at, for a female mm-hmm. rapper. Um, we also know that he signed Tokyo Jets, you know what I'm saying, to his label, who I think is dope, but Tokyo Jets isn't nearly as successful as Iggy Azalea. So we know that he only really said that because Iggy Azalea 
had the backlash right. from from the culture. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So boom, well, the chick Nike London B, who's from the hood, from Atlanta, London on a track has already said that he's committed to working with her. It just right. seems like a perfect situation for Ti to redeem his so-called blunder. You know what I'm saying? As an executive, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there's another rapper from Atlanta who's real close with London B, who also didn't win the show, named Troy Man. But um, okay, Take Keith yeah. told him before they even voted him off that win, lose, or draw, I'm going to do a whole tape with you. And Take Keith, you know what I'm saying, he, right. he gets busy, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, I mean, right. that's going to be dope. Um, for all this real talk, it will shock me if a major label doesn't sign him just because of how polished and commercial he already is put together. Mm-hmm. Plus, he can wrap his ass off. He's kind of like a Puerto Rican mix between a logic and drake type of yeah, bag yeah, right there yeah. so like you can cash out on that nigga you know what i'm saying honestly honestly i think the most sellable artist that would do the most numbers is old man saxton man i oh, think i think i think oh, listen uh, listen because <laughs> he appeals to the other side trey you had a listen, flawless listen, show until listen he appeals listen to what i'm saying yeah. he appeals to the other side Right. You get what I'm saying? And to them, it's not about what it's about to us. To us, you got to have the look. You have represent something. To them, it's about being sellable. Right. Look, and look. he's the most sellable and most put-together artist that came off that show. All right. You get what I'm saying? I get Just presentation-wise. I- not not for our culture. Right, right, right. Not right, for, right, for right, our right. liking. No, yeah. you're not going to find him bumping in the... Yeah. You feel me? But as far as, I guess you could say crossover culture. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? He appeals the most to the other side, man. Like, look, I wouldn't be, I'm not going to be hating on old man Saxon if I see him pop off with like a silly commercial record or something like that. I'm not going to be upset about that. But during the show and in the competition, it was one of those situations where the, the only thing that made me not as pissed off about it was the fact that the times that he did move on, mm-hmm. I didn't think that people who got voted off at times that he got to stay, right, right, I didn't right. think that they had what it take to make it to the end of the competition. But look, anyways. to him, to him, he didn't need that conversation right. for the, to get his look. You feel yeah, me? I think that he had enough. Just being on TV right. was enough for him. You right. know what I'm so like, I yeah. think, honestly, he he might have some, maybe the most success. Because now it's not often that People transition from TV shows to the industry. Well, right, and that, and that's why it'll be interesting to watch to see how right. these things go. Right, right. Um, all right. So we had a good show. Um, yeah, man, this was fun. So as it. usual, I'm gonna end it out with a burn notice and. Um, I'll talk about that in a second, but as usual, if you want to stay in on the conversation, you can always tweet us at It's Not Just Me Pod on Twitter, or you can hit me on Instagram at Moron420. Trey, I mean, Chill Mo, won't you drop your Instagram? Yeah, it's Chill Mo underscore be easy, man. You already know. All right, and we're going to start posting more questions um, at the beginning of the week onto our Instagram and Twitter page, and you guys can comment on there, and we'll try to start pulling your tweets and your comments into the show. Yes, so um, until next week, um, this is going to be a new record called I Feel Good by O. Qaddafi. Shout um, out, bro, Omar, man. That's Omar Qaddafi if you want to look it up on Spotify. Um, it's produced it by Jada Great, who we were talking to a little bit earlier yes, during sir. the sport segment um 
This is just not just me podcast. We are high society. Um, thank y'all. We out of here. Yo, yo. Ben. Notice. 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 This shit, no cap, is hard as a bitch, yo. You know what I'm saying? I gotta start this shit over. I ain't never started nothing over on Burn on the show. This shit is Shout hard. Out bro, man. As fuck, yo. Yo, we didn't already close the show. This shit made a nigga unmute my mic and come back in the show. Yeah, hey.